everyone, and welcome back to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski, and I'm here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. Happy International Women's Day! Woo! Yay! Go women! <laughs> we have made it so far, and we've made so many strides. So this episode, we're super excited to focus in on all things women, because constantly we are shattering glass ceilings, we are breaking barriers, and we're so proud of all of our women listeners and all that you do. So this episode goes out to all of you. Before we dive in, though, we have a few things we want to update, a little housekeeping items. First off, if you haven't seen, we have merch. Vic, tell everyone about the merch. Okay, so we have three options. We have adulting is hard, adulting, and Sunday scaries. And it's all on Made by Taylor Nicole. So we have the link in our bio. They're super cute. And Taylor Nicole is also a Temple grad, a fellow woman, a fellow businesswoman. So when the opportunity came to collab with her, there was no better pick. So we're super excited for our collab. And everything is in the $30 range. So it's affordable. It's affordable for students. It's affordable for people in entry-level jobs. We really tried to keep you guys in mind with that because we don't want you spending too much money. So we're really happy about that price point and the quality of the product. So hype about that. And it's only live until the end of the month. So our birthday month, a little celebration to everyone. So definitely check out the link in our bar for that. It's under merch drop and it'll take you directly to the page. And she also has Afterpay. So if you want to break up your payments with the merch, I really like doing that. Um, when I buy products that maybe I don't, my paycheck didn't come in yet, or I have like a little bit left in my checking, I'll just do like an Afterpay because I know I'll be able to pay it off in time. So that's also an option. What other housekeeping items do we have? I feel like we had 20 million things. Oh, our filter, our filter. Yes. We launched a millennial baddie filter inspired by us. That was where the name came from. You can look it up on Instagram. If you type in millennial baddie, it'll come up by the more hangover podcast. It's a really pretty mix of an avocado filter and retro dust. So we love that. It's so great. And it has like a little blurring effect on the face. So you can feel like, you know, if you don't have makeup on, you want to post a story you can do that, but it doesn't have any face altering things. And that's what we really tried to focus on is we didn't want anything to change the shape of your face. Yeah, but sometimes a little filter makes you feel better. Especially if the lighting's not good. Yes. Uh, Besides that, we need to dive into this Britney documentary because I watched a few weeks ago. Vic just recently watched it. Watched it last night. In my mind, like I texted Katie immediately because we didn't talk about it before. I was just so mad because the whole time I'm just thinking about how badly women were treated in the media in the early 2000s. I think even to this day, I know it's gotten a little bit better. And I know there's been a lot of strides across the board in a lot of different areas, especially this year across, you know, gender, race, sexual orientation, all of that. I think there's been a lot of strides, but especially with women, there's still this there's still this emphasis on their appearance and there's still this emphasis of having these unrealistic standards in addition to beauty standards, but there's these unrealistic standards across beauty and across juggling everything, like responsibilities. Like even you and I, I feel this sometimes where when we're recording, I'm like, oh my God, I have to be ready. I have to do this. I have to do that. But realistically, there's not enough fucking time in the day. How am I going to work a nine to five job and look great? And how am I going to eat dinner and then do my laundry, do everything else I have to do. And then imagine people who have kids and they have to do all these things on top of it. And especially we have to try and look presentable for a more on video. And sometimes there's just not enough time in the day. And then you put yourself out there and you don't look as put together and you get shit on. And a perfect example of that is the Kylie Jenner picture when she was out in COVID and she was like picking up something at a gas station, no makeup. And it went viral that she wasn't wearing makeup. And it's like, who cares? What do you think women look like? Amazing 24-7? Exactly. 
And also I have a bone to pick with influencers across the board, but Audrey Peters on TikTok posted a story and she said, if you are an influencer and you're in the public eye and you've gotten work done and you haven't owned up to it, like shame on you because people are looking up to you and then it becomes the new normal. And that brings me to the Kylie Jenner butt video that she posted her at-home workout. Basically, it's like, let me show you my ass. And it's fine if you've gotten work done. It's 100% fine. But I think when people try to lead on that it's natural, then it's like, well, why isn't my body looking like this? Like, why haven't I hit puberty like this? And these young girls are looking up to these women and being like, how do I look like this? And it creates these like toxic habits of how do I become super skinny, but have these huge curves and this big butt? Like, how is it possible? And it's not. And you just have to know to love your body the way it is. And if you want to get a tweak here and there, do it, do whatever's going to make you feel more confident. But I just think those people who have those platforms need to spread more awareness for one, what they're getting done. And two, for like self-love and body positivity and letting people know like, Hey, I didn't like this on myself. So I changed it, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. And it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that I felt this way about myself. And I think having a more dialogue like that instead of people wondering, like, is it real? Is it not real? How do I look like this? What do I do? And I just think there's a lot of unhealthy measures that go to try to attain those looks. I mean, I could go on for this for days. I think overall the biggest message and the takeaway from International Women's Day is to continue doing you and not letting other people influence your decisions. Like don't post something if you think I'm just doing this to get the likes. No, like you have to remember like, what do you want to be known for? Like, yes, some days I want to be known for being sexy. Some days I want to know for being smart. Some days I want to know, be known for like being a visionary and coming up with new ideas. Like don't let other people and think that, oh, boys are going to like this. Like do what's going to make you like you, not what other people are going to make you like you. And that's why I think it comes down to the end of the day is being proud of who you are as a woman, what you have to contribute and keep pushing forward to be the best version of yourself. And don't let unrealistic standards make you feel like you're not good enough. Exactly. And look in the mirror and remind yourself that you are a boss ass bitch. You're badass. You're all those things. Today we're excited because we have someone who Vic and I both admire from a woman's standpoint. She really does it all. Jasmine Wynn is a nurse. She's also an influencer. And what I love about her, she spreads body positivity. She spreads a love for fitness. She spreads a love for attainable wellness, actually doing things that, hey, maybe one day you're going to eat a cheesecake, but the next day you can eat a salad and that's okay. And what I love about her, she actually works in the delivery room and she talks about how women are so strong and how you're basically bringing life into this world and remembering how great our bodies are because of that. So I really love this episode with her. I think it's a good one for everyone. I really hope you enjoy it. And let us know your thoughts. You can leave a comment on our Instagram at the More Hangover Podcast, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your interview with Jasmine Wynn. Welcome to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm so excited because we have Philly's own Jasmine Wynn. You have seen her. You have heard of her. She is a blogger, influencer, also works a nine-to-five job. I don't know if you call it nine-to-five a nursing field, but she works (laughs) as a nurse, and she's in grad school, and she's done collabs with Fabletics and Anthro. We're so excited to have her. So everyone, welcome Jasmine. Hi, guys. So excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. So Jasmine and I actually met in the bathroom at an event one time. I think as I was coming out of the stall, but that's okay. And (laughs) (laughs) you were dressed so cute. So we were at Dana Mayali's event and we met and I've heard of you from Alex and Mike. It was so nice to finally meet you and put a face to the name. 
Oh my God. I love meeting people. I mean, I feel like you feel like you know someone when you see them online all the time and then actually, you know, getting to see what they're like in person. It's almost like you already feel like you know them. Um, so that was, no, I loved meeting you that night. It was so funny that it happened to be in the bathroom, literally like you coming out of the stall. Wouldn't have won it any other way. I'm so mad. I was at this event and I did not meet you. So <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> So thanks, Katie, for introducing me. Well, also, paint the picture. The tables are very spread out. And I also feel like everyone was like COVID. We were trying first event people were going to, you know, like people weren't really like bopping around, you know, like they usually are. And everyone was kind of sticking to who they knew. And of course, this was our first thing. So I didn't really know anyone. I was just going up to random people and whoever I felt like latched to me. I was like, all right, great. I'll sit with you. Yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. But I remember walking in and I follow Molly Weinberg on Instagram. And it was so weird. Like she looks the exact same as she looks on Instagram. And I walk in, she's the first person I see. I was like, wow, like I've been following her. (laughs) Do I say hi? Do I not say hi? Because you know, like people who will follow you and you don't realize they follow you. Right. They're like engaging with your content. It was just, it's, it was a cool feeling. Yeah. So tell us about you for the people who don't know you. How old are you and where are you from? So I'm 26. I'm originally from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is Amishville. People are always so shook when I tell them that because they are like, you do not send off those vibes. Um, but now I live in Philadelphia. I came here for college and just stayed ever since. Yeah. You don't give off Lancaster vibes. You're too normal. No. You're hey. too normal and too pretty. I, oh it's, it's actually a very cute town. It's very up and coming. I mean, they just got a Wegmans and a Whole Foods. So. Okay. Well, maybe you'll be visiting soon. Yeah. My roommate in college, I don't know if you know her. Do you know Claire? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, the first time she went home, I was like, can I come home with you? And I was so intrigued by seeing Amish people on like their horse and buggy. And I was like, this is great. But I mean, you grew up with that. So you're probably like, what the hell? But I thought it was so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so funny because at our local Costco, we have a horse and buggy park station. (laughs) Like, it's just so weird. Really? That's so interesting. Yeah. I did not know. I also didn't know you were 26. I actually thought you were younger. Oh, really? Yes. Which is a compliment. You have great skills. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I love hearing that. I think that's, um, I can thank my Asian ancestors for that one. And you mentioned you went to school in Philly. Where did you go? I went to Drexel. Oh, nice. And you studied nursing? So no, I actually didn't. My first degree wasn't in nursing. I went back to school for nursing, which I actually went back to Drexel for nursing. Um, But I originally was a health science major. I wanted to be a physician assistant. It's like a really long process where you have to interview for the school. And I actually interviewed for Drexel's program and didn't get in, which I was so bummed because I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I'm always crushing interviews. Like, I'm a people's person. I feel like I vibe with people really easily. But honestly, it just wasn't meant to be. And then I ended up doing an accelerated 11-month nursing program since I already had my bachelor's. And here we are. I feel like it's okay. Um, That wasn't the path for me. And I'm happy as a labor and delivery nurse. So here we are. (laughs) You're you're an education girl because you're... Okay, so first degree is from Drexel. So then your second degree, the acceleration um, nursing program, where did you do that? That was also at Drexel. Also Drexel. And then now... Fast forward, because you love school, we're <laughs> in a graduate program. So what are you doing with this graduate program? Are you still studying in the sciences? Yeah. So tell us about that. So um, yeah, I'm getting my master's um, in nursing uh, with a focus in leadership to hopefully become a clinical instructor one day. So I kind of love that field of being able to make a difference and um, help shape our future nurses. So it'll take me a little bit because I'm doing it part-time, kind of taking one class at a time so that 
the hospital I work at will help pay for it, which is fine because there's no rush. I mean, it'll probably take me about three years. Um, but by then I'll have more labor and delivery experience under my belt and then hopefully be ready to, um, take on that role. I love a woman in STEM. I can't <laughs> wait to dive in about delivery, but before we go in there, because I know yeah. that's going to be a messy ride, but I'm yeah. so looking forward to it. When I was writing this question, I was like, I'm really just going to grill her on the delivery because yes. I just want to know. Oh my God, I'm here for obviously it. I don't have kids. Vic doesn't have kids. And I, I don't have I, kids. <laughs> I see the TikTok videos of how the thing comes out. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, this is a lot. But before we get there, so the people who do follow you, they follow you for fashion, health type of content. Yeah. Um, how did you get started in this field while juggling this career in STEM? Yeah, so totally unintentionally. I actually kicked off my nursing career at Hahnemann Hospital, which I don't know if you guys remember how Hahnemann ended up closing. Yes, I did see that. Like two years ago. So new grad nurse, worked there for about five months, was about to get off of orientation and then literally got a phone call one day and they were like, yeah, so like, don't come to work like ever again. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like what's happening? Um, So it's really sad actually, just because Hahnemann served such a crucial population in our city to actually see it closed down. Also for me being a new to practice nurse, I was so excited to get my career started. And then, you know, people usually say join healthcare. It's a stable profession, blah, blah, blah. But like in that very moment, it just felt like anything but stable. So I ended up just talking about it on my stories of how it affected me. I have student loans. I mean, going to Drexel, it's hella expensive. Also, I had two degrees from there. So I was really scared. I didn't know how I was going to pay for rent, like put food on the table. Super scary in real moment. I mean, I had only worked for five months, so I didn't qualify for like severance or unemployment because I didn't have enough work credits. So basically I took it to Instagram. I was like, you know, this is really upsetting. Um, got laid off, was so eager to practice as a nurse. And people in the Instagram community were just so supportive, making me feel like, you know, it's actually really common. A lot of people do get laid off and you just get back on your feet. You're not going to let yourself fail. And, you know, you'll find a job. Like there's always a need for nurses. So I did not sleep until I got another interview. Um, And then I ended up choosing a job at Jefferson, which was great, but I just didn't realize how much that story would resonate with people. Um, so from there, it kind of like took off and my friends were like, you know, you should start sharing about the things that you love because when you love something, you can't like shut the fuck up about it. You have, to tell, you have to tell everyone and their mom. So I was like, yeah, but like, is anyone really going to care like where I like to shop or like what toothpaste I'm using? Like, no, I don't think anyone's going to care. So I was like, what the hell? Like, what do I have to lose? And then I started um, I started talking more about lifestyle and how I balance life being a nurse working that seven to seven. It's hard. And I just organically grew from there, which is great. I mean, I'm still growing. I'm so micro. Um, I don't even have like 10 K followers. I can't wait for that day where I can say, Hey, swipe up for this link. You don't have to DM me, <laughs> but, um, so that's where I am right now. I mean, one, I didn't know any of this and you've yeah. grown, you've grown your platform so much. I remember when I reached out to you, you were at like six, 6k something followers and then within a month and a half you're now at 8k so yeah. you should be really proud of yourself because the work you're putting in is obviously showing and people do love your content and resonate with it oh thank you yeah and I'm happy you got a job as well because I think 
as like 20 year olds, we have this idea that our job is forever and that we're tied to it. And our identity is tied to us having a career, having a job. And I think once you get out of college, you have to realize like, okay, sometimes the path that you want doesn't work out. And sometimes you take a turn, but you always get back on the road. Exactly. Yeah. I remember, um, do you guys know Topeka? No. Who is she? So she is also like in the Philly influencer world. She's kind of like chilled out right now because she's like recently got married and everything. But I remember getting laid off and um, we had gone to go get breakfast one day and I was just like so upset. And what really helped me was she basically sat down with me and was like, hey, listen, you are not going to let yourself fail. Um, You are, you know, you've got bills to pay. You're going to do it. You're going to make something of it. Even if you're in this like little um, hole right now of like waiting here back for jobs, like, you know, if you're going to have to drive Ubers to make a living, like you're going to do that in the meantime, you know? So I just feel like that really helped me. And I knew like I was strong, I could get through it. And um, it was just the hurdle that I'd had to, to get across. So and you know what? If you have to drive Ubers to make that coin, there is no shame in that. I signed up to be a DoorDash driver, not because I needed the coin. Well, just because I wanted it. I was like, I want a little extra side cash. Yeah. Get about five orders. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm good with this for a while. But like, there's nothing wrong with doing something like that. I think some people are scared of how to be perceived if you're doing that. Totally, yeah. And it's like, you know what? they're not paying your bills. They can't, those people can't have rent space in your head. Their opinion shouldn't matter. It's whatever you have to do for you. Yeah. And this episode is actually going to air on National Women's Day. And I think you're perfect that it's airing (laughs) on that day because you have so much going on in your life. What does being a woman mean to you? And who are some people that have inspired you in your life? Which I know is a very loaded question. It is a very loaded question. (laughs) And Um, you don't want to leave anyone out. So take as long as you want. So I'm going to be honest with you. I think, so my mom was a single mom and looking at her and her strength to be able to provide for me um, and take care of me and still make sure that I could live a good lifestyle and everything was like super empowering. And then also to be in the field of labor and delivery where I see women get pushed out of their comfort zone every day. Um, just you being a woman, like you have to be a badass bitch. Like you yeah. are, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I always say that. So strong. Um, <laughs> And I don't know, women are so resilient. I feel like they get thrown a lot their way and um, still manage to come out on top. So people that I find like super inspirational, I would say Kamala Harris, like everything that she's doing and the platform. She is a bad B. Yes. You know, the little girls that look up to her are going to realize that, you know, they can be in power too. They can take on leadership roles. I also think Taylor Swift is super inspirational. Um, I feel like she was kind of like that sweet, innocent little country girl. And now she's like, I'm on top. Like I'm doing this for me. I'm strong. So yeah, those are two that I definitely look up to as, you know, being that badass bitch. <laughs> Katie, what do you think? Yeah, I need it. I need it. Cause I don't really like Taylor to be honest, but okay. I will say in the realm of feminism, I do think she is a great advocate kit for women because she will say, and I saw this TikTok the other day, it came up my for you page because I'm in like the feminist just like feed, I guess. Yeah. And she was saying, I get shit on because I read about my relationships. No one says that about Ed Sheeran. No one yeah. says that about Big Sean. Like, and she was naming people from multiple different genres, but because she's a girl, um, they're like, oh, well, you only pull your music from relationships. She's like, no, every artist pulls it from that, but these men aren't getting labeled as that. Yeah. And 
I also, Ariana Grande does sometimes talk feminism and I wish she would more, but I remember she talked about how everyone would be like, oh, Big Sean's girlfriend. And she's like, I'm my own person too. Like, can we right. acknowledge right. me? Maybe we say Ariana's boyfriend, Big Sean, why is, why is that not the way we're addressing it? But I'm very excited for Kamala and I'm excited to see what she brings. And I'm so happy that females can now see a woman in power and inspire and think, okay, I am able to do this. Like she can do this. I can do this. Right. Totally. I, I just feel like women maybe in the past felt like they had to be someone else's shadow. And I love seeing all of these women step up and rise to the top because it's super inspiring. I think it's great for little girls to see, and it's definitely going to change our future, which is great. And I think a lot of people have this misconception of the Instagram community thinking it's like all these, you know, fake girls who only care about pictures and stuff. But I've honestly felt the most welcomed in the influencer community just recently joining it. Everyone is like, how can I help you? Like, if you have a question, like, oh, this is the app I use. This is how I do this. And it's like that type of support. It starts small, but that's what we need from women as a whole to get to wherever we're trying to go. Yes. And what I love about the Philadelphia influencer community is that it's not too big, actually. It's very small, but people are very much about collaboration over competition, which is great. You're not going to see that everywhere. I feel like it's so cutthroat in New York on the West Coast. Um, People are so willing to lend a helping hand. There have been a couple of girls that messaged me and they were like, well, how did you do this? How did you do that? And I'm like, you know, I'm here to provide you any advice and information. Let's spread the wealth and all be successful together, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes when people give advice to someone, they think in the back of the head, oh, this could be a competition. This person's going to come for my gig. And you have to realize that like everyone has their own niche. And just because you're helping one person doesn't mean they're going to completely take over your brand. Do you know what I mean? Like there's room for everyone to have their own lane. Mm -hmm. Vic, what were you going to say? I just like really love where everything with women are going. The fact that right now I have the confidence that I'm like, I can accomplish that. But years ago, like that wasn't a thing. Like you thought because you were a woman that you couldn't have the same opportunities as men. And now I'm like, I think we can accomplish more than men can. And I just love that energy. And it makes me like really hopeful for the younger generations. Mm -hmm. And just thinking of like someone top of mind, Meg Thee Stallion, Mm -hmm. the fact that Mm -hmm. she's rapping about things about sexualizing women men have been doing this for years and then now it's a woman rapping about it like yeah it might not be the most tasteful but it's just like if you're comparing to a male rapper versus a female rapper Mm -hmm. like why why is she under so much scrutiny right there's so much stigma and it's like come on let's stomp on this let's change it exactly I love her I love her energy and yeah that also brings me this might be a little controversial but that also brings me to the term (laughs) slut people love to throw around that a girl's a slut if she's wearing something revealing or if she's doing something that isn't prim and proper. But like, the thing is boys, they all follow all of these quote unquote sluts, but they want a girl who is buttoned up and everything. And I just feel like the word, those types of words, we just stop eliminating or start like empowering because I don't think they exist. No, I totally get that. And I think own it, like own your body, own like that you work hard for it or that you, you know, you work out, you eat healthy foods or whatever, you know, like, why is that? Why should you feel like shameful about that? Exactly. Okay. Wait, actually this just happened yesterday and I was like, my blood was boiling and it literally was the smallest thing, but I was so pissed off. And I didn't text you, Vic, but I should have texted you about it. Before I was wearing like an outfit, I was wearing like a workout set, like a Victoria's Secret workout set. Yeah. Like sports bra and leggings, which I know hella influencers. Like I've seen you post in workout sets. I've seen JC Marie Smith. Every time. Workout yeah. sets. And yeah. I was like, oh, look, this is a thirst trap. I'm like, 
it wasn't like I could be thirstier honestly like this was not even yeah. it I love seeing girls in there yeah I'm like, like yes if you got it flaunt it also yeah, I'm like should I buy that half like, the time that's how I'm motivated to do a workout finding a cute workout set mm-hmm. so exactly yeah. boys are so stupid okay we gotta we gotta rephrase though boys are not stupid when we're when we're talking about feminism we want everyone to be at equality yes, yes. one is not better than yes. the other yeah because no, yes. I think people are like oh my god you're a man hater no I'm not <laughs> publicly but <laughs> we're a man hater of the men who think that they're better than right because you know not all men are like that there yes, are exactly. very much men who empower women as well and every man does come out of a woman so tell us about your experience in labor and delivery so I'm cracking up so I'm new to labor and delivery. It's a super specialized field. So it's hard to get right into also because the turnover rate's low because it's so specialized. People stay in that field typically until they retire. So I finally got in. I got transferred in. It's been so amazing. I'm learning so much. Congrats. I love that I never have to deal with a male patient ever again. Nothing on guys. It's just, I don't know. It was too much. I love dealing with women on a day-to-day basis. Women are so strong and I love being there to remind them that they are stronger than they think. Um, And also it's such a monumental time in their life. I love being a part of that moment. Okay. But like, give us like the dirty tea no one knows. Like that's what I'm looking for. I want you to be my nurse. I want to be when I have a baby. Like the fact that you just said, like you told, like you tell them, like they can get through it. Like they're strong. Yes, you and they can. Okay, so there is nothing glamorous about labor and delivery. I mean, you look disgusting and you have all the fluids coming out of you. You're when you're pushing the baby out, you're using the same muscles that you use to take a shit. So Yeah, which I'm gonna be the patient that actually shits while I'm having a child. Like that's how my kid is gonna come into the world with my shit. But honestly, nurses and doctors are like such shit ninjas when it comes to that. Like if the second we see it coming, like we immediately throw like a piece of gauze over top and you have like no idea you're yourself um <laughs> wow yeah I just feel like nurses well tell me are you like you're not judging when this is happening no, like, it's like so normal I mean I love it basically I'm dealing with vaginas every day like looking at a vagina to me is like looking at your face or your hand so you're a safe space yeah I'm like wait so is it weird when you see people because I think about this with my gynecologist is it weird when you see them in normal life so say you go to the grocery store you run into someone who you've helped give birth yeah. does it ever happen to you like you run into someone that you've helped give yes. birth in real life like does yeah. it feel weird or does it feel normal like are you thinking about no. the picture of their vagina or are you just talking normally so honestly it's not weird at all I um so I live in Fishtown and I have many patients that live in this area too and I'll see them at like the little grocery store that I go to down the street and it's so normal they I almost feel like they feel more comfortable with me because we you immediately like reach that level of comfort in that type of environment but yeah I don't know it's it's not weird it's not weird at all I really love that for you yeah like when I'm talking to someone I'm not thinking about their vagina <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so I just want to know, are you dating? Are you seeing anyone? That may be invasive. You can, you can tell me to shut up if you want me to. No, 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 no. It's not invasive at all. Um, yes, I have a boyfriend. We met at Drexel and we've been dating for seven years. So, so you met before you started doing this for work. Yes. Okay. Cause I was going to ask you, like, how do you 
tell someone this is your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my boyfriend is not in healthcare. Um, it's like actually really refreshing to not date someone in healthcare, but he's definitely someone that gets squirmy at the thought of blood. So I'm never really going through the gory details, but he's also someone where when I'm pushing my future child out, he's not going to look south of the border. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely going to be like up here (laughs) in my hand, you know? Um, But yeah, I know I never, it's more so like, did you have a good day? Did you have a bad day? What can I do to make it better? It's not really like ever going through the details, which is fine. That's why we have our nursing friends and our colleagues or whatever to kind of vent about those little things, I guess. But yeah, no, I try to leave out the gory details just to spare him. Do most, because I'm like, if my boyfriend doesn't look like I'm kind of insulted, but do most men like when their female is giving birth, like, do they look or is it common and not look? So you'd be so shocked. Most men do look. Most men are like very much into it they're like oh my god like that's a head and I feel like as a woman when you hear that you've made that much progress the baby's about to be here and you hear it from your partner it's almost like very like motivating and you're like holy shit like I did this and this is about to happen and you're going through that moment together and it's just like very special and I don't know some men are just like they don't care they're like I love that in between the legs man Oh my God. I I personally don't think whoever my baby daddy is, I maybe he won't even be in the delivery room when I'm having the child. Who knows? But I okay. don't I don't want him looking. Yeah. I, I mean I mean he can if he wants. If he wants to go for it, but like personally, I'm like, maybe just look at my face or like yeah. give me a towel, put a towel on my head and just keep me hydrated. Yeah. Give me sips of water and pat the sweat off my face. Yeah. <laughs> and then also <laughs> while you're at it, feed me grapes and get a little leaf and start fanning me. <laughs> Yes. And oh my gosh. So, you know, most dads cut the cord of the baby and some dads Mm -hmm. who are so squeamish. I literally give the scissors to the mom and I'm like, cut your own cord. Like you are strong. You can do this. And I always think it is such a badass B moment when a woman cuts her own baby's cord. Right. I love that. Yeah. So. It's like in Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Courtney would just pull her kid out of Oh her. my God, she legit <laughs> just like pulled her baby out. <laughs> Such a wow. crazy moment. Okay, let's dive back into your boyfriend because we can talk about this for hours. Like I yeah. pick your brain as a friend for hours about this just because it's so entertaining from what they can yeah. I work with. But I want to yeah. dive into how you met your boyfriend. I love hearing people's love stories. So how did oh. you meet? Yeah, so we both went to Drexel. Um we knew each other since freshman year, but we really didn't start dating until like summer of junior year. Hung out in the same circle of friends. And yeah, we just, I don't know, we just started dating. And it's not, I don't know, I feel like nowadays it's you continue to go on dates, 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 and then you just establish, okay, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. So is that actually- how people do it? I haven't I haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> Shut up. I just like I can't believe it. Like someone needs to wipe you up. Are they kidding? <laughs> Please don't. I need to stay in the field a little bit longer. (laughs) But yeah, so we met at Drexel, started dating then, and then he went off to grad school, and then we just moved in together last year. Oh my gosh, congrats. Yeah, which was tough because, I mean, I'm the oldest um, girl in my family, so my dad was like, think about the um, think about the example you're setting for your younger siblings. And he comes from like a diehard Catholic family and you don't move mm. in, until you get married. So that was rough. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we're paying our own bills. Like I said, I'm in hella school debt and his parents, my parents, they know where our relationship's headed. So I feel like it made them more comfortable to know that 
like his parents know me and my parents know him. It makes them feel comfortable that they know us and um, like where we're headed. So I feel like once we got their blessing, we were okay. And um, we pulled the trigger and moved in together. Your dad would be friends with my dad because my dad's a diehard Catholic, like works <laughs> out to listening to church. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. But we had this conversation the other day and because my cousin who's 30 is moving in with his like girlfriend he's had for a year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, what do you think about that? And I was like, I don't really think it's a big deal. And then my dad was like, you know, why buy the why buy the milk when you can get the cow for free? Oh. I'm thinking, to, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, if they're going to get engaged, they're going to get engaged. Like that's going to yeah. happen. You know what I mean? And I also think it makes more sense to live with someone if you see a future with them than not to, and then get married, end up living with them, and realize you actually hate that person. Yes, I think it's so important to live with someone because it's it's so different. You learn so much about them, and then that's the time you can figure out if it's really meant to be like, are you able to be with this person, live with this person? Literally it's like every waking moment with this person, especially in today's world with quarantine and stuff. Um, so I feel like you definitely learn a lot about your partner living together. Um, for me, it was tough. I'm a clean freak. Aiden doesn't pick up after himself really. I mean, he's a lot better now, but it's tough. You know, you learn, you learn a lot about someone living with them. So how did you fix that? So I have a long-term boyfriend too, and we don't live together yet. So how do you establish when they move in? Like, how do you fix this cleaning problem? Because I think a lot of guys aren't that clean, but I'm generalizing, but some guys are not clean. Yeah. I mean, most guys. How do you get him to be more clean? Sure. You're calling like a psychopath because I do that. I'm like, pick it up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like you're nasty. Like, Like, can you do anything? Right now. Like, I cannot get aggressive. I know. So it's funny when we first moved in, I was always picking up after him doing everything. I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I almost had this like picture of myself of being like the picture perfect, like housewife. Like I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry. Like I'll clean up, but then you get burnt out and you're like, really take your clothes from the bathroom and put it in the hamper. Like it's not that hard. Um, So I just feel like I made it aware that, you know, these were things that bothered me, but it was more so like, Hey, can you just help me out with this? Can we do this together? Can we tag team this? I feel like I'm always doing laundry. Can you at least help me like transfer it? Or can we fold it together while watching a show? I don't know. I try to like incorporate it as in like, let's do this together. Let's make, let's have a clean environment so that we're like setting the tone for our day so that we have a clear space to think he's obviously never going to be as clean as me, but I feel like once you accept that and, you know, he can at least help out in some way, you learn to kind of, I don't know. So you trick him into it. You trick him into it with yeah. together. the together activity. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, he's definitely better. He is never going to be perfect at it, which I've accepted. And I also like things done a certain way, which that's just me. And I've accepted that too. Like, he'll put dishes in the dishwasher and I'm already reorganizing it. I'm like, I don't like the way you put it in there. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's something where we're like learning together. You know, we take it day by day, but it's all good. That's a good way to look at it. And it's a good way to phrase it. You're phrasing it in a nice message with good delivery. Yeah. So I love that for you. I'm going to dive into your content now because Aiden, love him. Glad to know he's messy and you reorganize the dishwasher. But let's dive into what everyone wants to know. Okay. How did you get collabs with Fabletics and Anthropology? Uh, I know. It's so crazy. So I just remember seeing a couple local Philadelphia people working with Fabletics. And I was like, that is unfucking real. Like, I love working out. I feel like I'd be the perfect person for this collab. But I hate to say this because it just, I don't know, it's not very like interesting, but 
it just, it came like they one day, like just popped up in my inbox. And I don't know, like, I feel very lucky and fortunate, but the same thing happened with anthro, which is so crazy. And I just got some news, actually. This is like, you guys are the first oh to know about it, but um, yay. So with Anthro, I signed a six-month contract with them. They took on um, 30 ambassadors during that whole program that they were launching. And I was the smallest one. Basically, everyone had like 20K followers and above. And here I am sitting on like maybe 8K followers, okay? And I'm, first of all, I'm like, wait, who the hell am I? Like, how do they even, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how my name got across, I don't know, their way. But when they asked me to be a part of this program, I remember I was at work and I nearly shit myself. I was like, is this spam? Like what's happening? Um, but yeah, so I signed a six month contract with them and it actually ended this past month in January. Um, I just got an email this past week that I was one of their top performers. So they're extending their contract with me for another six months. I am so grateful. I can't even believe it. Um, just because I'm, I'm messing with like the big gamers, the people who have like this huge following. Um, but it really went out to show you that following doesn't really matter. You know, you could have 5k followers, but as long as you're producing the content that your followers want to see, you're crushing it and keep going. Like you don't need that big following. And I think engagement rate too. So many people yeah. see the engagement rate. Like I always oh see my so God. Engagement your followers. Say thank you. Yes. Yeah. Because so. you see these people who have like 20K followers and then they get two comments. It's like, you know, yeah. and obviously you may have a smaller following, but your people are following and they're engaging because they're into what you're posting and they're going to buy what right. you wear because they love what you wear and they love what you do. Right, right. So that's like super exciting for 2021. I'm pumped. I'm so stoked. I can't even believe it. And then with the whole Fabletics thing. So they had reached out to me to partner with them. And basically they send you outfits every month and you post whatever. Um, but then I was approached to do a special project for them. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And it just kind of sounded like I would be on their website. And I was like, okay, like I've done this. I actually had recently done it for them before. And it was one of those things where it was like, I was like one of the picture examples for an outfit. So when they approached me to do it again, I was just under the impression that it was going to be that same thing. And it's funny. They just opened up that store in King of Prussia. And I was, I don't even know what I was doing up there. I think I was like picking up bar taco. And um, I was like, let me just pop into Fabletics real quick. So super like unintentional. I walk in, I'm shopping, I'm checking out. And I freaking, I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even notice the window. Like that's how like oblivious I am. Okay. I'm checking out and they have these like, pamphlets sitting on the checkout counter. And I look down and I'm like, holy shit, that's me. I was like, oh <laughs> my God. I like the lady looked at me and was like, Oh my God, I knew you looked familiar, but it's so hard. Cause we have the mask on and I don't know, they can like see me like to hear. And I was like, no fucking way. Like why I'm like, and I don't know, it was just such an, Oh my gosh moment. Like, did I make it? I don't know. I'm so proud of myself. Um, just because I felt like a no one, like who am I, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was a really, really awesome moment. Um, I had family friends text me who were like in Boca, like, oh my God, you're in the front window. Like, what the hell? So just an oh my gosh moment. And another reason, you know, you, it doesn't matter who you are. Like you can make it too. Like anyone can do this. I nearly shot myself for you when I saw that on your Instagram. When I saw you posing with the poster of you in the King of Prussia Mall, which is 
the number two biggest mall in America yeah. and you're at the storefront. I was like, oh my God, like that yeah. has to be mm-hmm. the coolest feeling. Like so many people walk by that every day and see yeah. that picture of you. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, my jaw was dropped. I didn't know what to expect. I just, I don't know. I was under the impression that I was just going to be on their website again. It was not really like, it was cool, but nothing crazy, but yeah, no, it definitely opened up a lot of doors. I feel like, and I'm doing another special campaign for them for the month of March. So I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, you know, I love that you said how you didn't think that someone like as small as you, even though I'm saying that in quotation marks, you're not small, you have a great Instagram, you're a great influencer, Um, but it's just like such a surreal moment. And the fact that um, like the only one stopping you from getting there, I feel like with a lot of people is yourself, just do it. Mm -hmm. And I think people are scared to do it sometimes, just scared what other people are going to say. Yeah. And you just did it and it's paying off and that's amazing I asked that store can I take that thing home because I know there was a thing there was like a, <laughs> in the doorway there was this wooden thing where you also had a picture of you on it that said the deal of whatever it was like two for 20 yeah like a two for 24 leggings yeah on that picture as well mm-hmm. I'd be like can I take this home with me like do you I like- literally said that I was like uh, you should be extra copies or when is this going to be done and I can like come in and pick this up um but no guys that was seriously a big holy shit moment I can't believe this because what I love about Fabletics is that they mm-hmm. are super authentic in the sense of they love just taking everyday people off of the street, you know, like someone who's just a normal person that works a nine to five and they're really good at just making you feel special, I feel like. So I just really love that in that moment, you know, when I saw myself, I was like, you know, I really hope this just inspires people that like you can do it too. It's so possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, like I unintentionally came into this space. I was actually really nervous about, you know, the people that I already knew, were they going to make fun of me? Are they going to be like, what the hell is she doing? But honestly, it was like the second that you don't give a shit about what people say about you was the day that it was so liberating. And then when they see you, you know, blossom and you're successful, that's when they're like, oh, hey girl, like, so. Yeah. It's like now you want to go find. Yeah. Do you watch Shit's Creek? Because I just saw this post the other day, which reminds me of your story is yeah. Dan's mom posted something on Twitter and said, um, he's hosting Saturday, Saturday Night Live. This is what I wish I could have told him when he was crying about being bullied at camp, whatever it was, by those yeah. seven people because he was different. Yeah. And it's like those moments like that where you're like, I wish back then when I was feeling my lowest, I would have been like, this is where you're going. Like this yeah. is your highest point and yeah. you can do this. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think this episode's so inspirational. Like we're really touching on some heavy topics here. I know, right? But it usually doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to talk about, I feel like a lot of your success is attributed because you're consistent and you have premium content. So do you use scheduling or what do you, what is the best way that you work to get out content that's at that level that brands are expecting? Yeah. So I'm a very huge planner, especially I feel like with everything I have going on, you have to be on your shit. Like you have to know um, when you're going to post, when are you going to be creating content? So for me, it's all just like sitting down with my planner. Like, what am I going to do? I, um, I do plan a lot around scheduled content. Um, and then also just keeping up with the times and being creative, it can be really tough, especially just like working full time. And now I'm back in school. It's a lot harder. Um, so I've actually just been going to the source. I've been putting up question boxes like every weekend, 
you know, what's the content you want to see from me? What do you want? What do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? What questions do you have? Like, let me answer them for you. So I feel like before, you know, when I had a little less going on, I had more of the time to be more creative with my content. Um, whereas now I kind of feel like it has taken a little bit of a backseat and I'm kind of just producing things that are specific to these different partnerships that I have. That's really just because it's hard to find that time to carve out to be, I don't even know how to explain this, but I used to very much be into like cooking and like post a lot of that stuff. And I've kind of like fallen back on that just because I don't know. It's really hard. There, it's I just sometimes I don't have the time to, you know. Yeah, I get it. Um, but you no, know, going straight to the source and seeing what people want, and then kind of delving deeper into that is what I've been doing. And it just I don't know. It just makes it faster. I'm going straight to the source and giving people what they want. <laughs> so for us, because we are smaller, a lot of times we'll be posting like questions like, "What do you want to see from us? What do you want to hear from us? What kind of content yeah. do you want?" And, you know, we don't get a lot of responses. We get like a, like two to five responses, either from like our close friend or from like a rando. Sure. What do you suggest for people who are just starting out to figure out what their niche is? So I will say that is the hardest part, just because sometimes you want to dive into a little bit of everything. Like for me, I feel like I very much started health and wellness just from having that background as being a nurse and I'm very into working out and all that stuff. But then I also feel like I kind of delve into the fashion industry this year. So I just kind of feel like you need to see what your followers engage with the most and kind of focus on that. I remember sitting down with Danny actually, and she was like, I feel like when I look at your content, I'm thinking of your health and wellness tips and stuff like that. So I tried to focus more on that, but I just think you have to see how people are responding to the content that you post and whatever you're getting the most engagement from kind of broaden off of that. And um, I think that's a really great way to find out what your specific niche is. All right. That's good to know. I also love Danny because I think people see Danny and they expect her to be one thing. And then you meet her and because she is so glammy, you expect her to be the like most down to earth person, so down to earth, hilarious. She's, so funny. she's funny, but she's like, she's the type of funny where she says things where you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Like she's saying what everyone's thinking. And it was yeah. so refreshing meeting someone like that because you see her picture perfect. And then she's been great with us. Like she's been helpful and it sounds like she's been helpful to you. So it's just so yeah. nice having that as like a resource and as a friend. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, she's great. And like you said, it's, you can judge someone with what you see in these little squares on Instagram, but she is like, honestly, one of the coolest girls I know, like she is so down to earth. Um, and I mean, look at her, she's really blossoming into the influencer world. She is revolve 2.0, like her outfits. I do shop on her outfits. Sometimes they're like to know it's if I'm doing like a Valentine's day, something I'm like, let me me spice up and show some skin. Like I, but I love I really that she love owns like that. That's who she is. Like she loves to wear these amazing extravagant outfits, but like, and people, some people might be like, Oh, like that's a little too much for me, but like, she owns it. Like she owns yeah. it. That is her. And I just feel like that's kind of what sets her apart from other people. hundred percent. It's so glamorous. Yeah. It's one of those things that for me, I'm not glam hundred percent of the time, but when I do want to be glam, that's who I look to. I'm like, okay, let me see what she's doing. Like, especially with events. I love seeing how she puts on events. She has such an eye for like the tablescape and for like the little details that people don't think about. So I love getting that kind of content from her. Yeah. Yeah. Did you and Danny meet each other from Drexel or did you already, or just within the influencer space? No, just within the influencer space. Yeah. Like when I was, I had just started, I think I was literally at like 2k followers and I remember her being like, well, do you have a media kit? And I was like, well, what's that? And she was like, oh, honey, like, <laughs> let me help you. Oh, I love that. 
I really love her. I, I think I want to be here sometimes, but we're <laughs> going to keep that to ourselves. So I want to dive in. I do love John. I'm always like, John, help me find a boy. John and I actually have the same last name. It's pronounced the same way, but we're Wait, missing one last name. he is an amazing Instagram husband too. Like he knows He's how to He's such a good Instagram. Oh my goodness. He's like the ideal Instagram boyfriend. He really, or I guess wow. Beyonce. See, with Aiden, he's great, so supportive, but he's like, all right, you got five pictures. My boyfriend does the same thing. (laughs) He's over it. He's like, I, you know, I want to be here to support you, love you, whatever, but I just, I don't know how to do this. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, like some of the photos, a lot of the photos that I have posted, he's actually taken, but it's because I have to be like, okay, Jazz, you have five (laughs) takes, like, let's go. Like, give it your best. Give it your top model best. Literally. Well, that's what, so my mom's my photographer because I don't have a boyfriend, but, and plus I live with her. So it's super easy. Yeah. Like mom, take two and let me see the angles because I feel like with her, it's all about the angles and get it right. And I'm like, if you can just give me a good low angle shot, then I can make the rest work. Yes. Or sometimes I'll be like, Aiden, just hold down the button and I'll just start like moving. And then, you know, hopefully out of the (laughs) a thousand shots, there's one that I can use. I'm like, just hold the button down and, and then I'm there. I am like, just like trying to move and I get all the that. right. That's a good tip. That's a really good tip. I'm going to start my mom do that. Yes. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's like, you think you're posed and they take the picture after and you get the millisecond after where it's mm-hmm. not cute and posed. Exactly. My um boyfriend, Andrew, he has a sister. And one day I like get a text from her saying that she like wants to take pictures with me because Andrew is trying to get out of ever taking pictures for me for anything and he's like you should do it with my sister like that'd be a good plan I'm like you're trying to get out I'm just taking pictures of me yeah 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 when I move on to tooth or drink people have seen this all over Instagram they've seen this all over YouTube no we're not Kylie Jenner but we're gonna pretend drink are you actually drinking alcohol no I literally have a matcha latte <laughs> okay okay yeah I'm just drinking water but that's fine as long as we're drinking something looks so good um so we're going to ask you 10 questions and okay. you have to answer honestly. Okay. Let's and go. I'm ready. Story with it, like you can tell us. And I know you've seen some of these, so I'm just going to switch up the order. Okay. All right. Last kind of workout you did. A hit workout on Friday. I love F45 actually. It's a really great workout because I'm not a runner guys. So if you're not a runner, it's a great workout to check out. I need to try that. I always see you posting that. Yeah. I need to try that out because I see Julie Chavins. Do you follow Julie Chavins? No, I don't. That's okay. She's in Texas, but she does five. <laughs> Last text you sent your boyfriend. You guys ready for this one? Yeah, what'd you say? Literally, Italian hoagie, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, sweet peps, banana peps, with chipotle sauce. That is my go-to hungover meal. I will be housing a foot-long hoagie, like literally at 9 a.m. It's horrible. Oh, I love it. It's it's a good meal that you're getting all of your, all of your food groups in one sitting. Yeah. I love a good Italian hoagie. Drink of choice. A skinny marg. Extra spicy. Do you make them yourself, skinny margs? Yes. They're, I love um, Espolone. Do you guys drink Espolone? No, I I don't even drink tequila. So give us your ingredients to a skinny marg because I'm just curious and I feel like people want to know. So I love Espolone tequila. Freshly squeezed lime juice and like the littlest hint of like agave. I need to try that. that. You know who I think makes a ton of skinny marks? You know the skinny confidential? Yes. And she puts a jalapeno in hers. Do you do that? I I love her stuff. And I love Zaza Boss. Yes, Zaza! 
the most glam baby there ever was. Wait, that baby looks like a designer baby. Are you kidding? Like, literally. It looks kind of creepy. Vic sent me this child and she's like, I'm obsessed with this child. And I was like, this looks, her eyes are just so Yes, big. they're like this. They're like bug eyes. She is cute. I could see her being really cute. Oh, she yeah. Like, she's going to be gorgeous when she grows up. 100%. For sure. Top three baby names on the list in your phone. I don't have a top three, but I have a top two and it's for a boy and a girl because I hope, you know, to have a boy and a girl, um, Mila and Liam. Oh, that's cute. same four letters. I feel like it's a really cute, like I could see a mixed child having that, those names. Cute. I love that. Um, last time you slid in someone's DMs and what did you say in those DMs? Um, I'm going to drink to that one. (laughs) Okay. Worst experience in the delivery room. Worst experience is probably um, what we call IUFDs, which is basically when your baby dies inside of you, like stillborn and stuff. Yeah, that's really tough. That never gets easy. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, okay, this isn't as sad. The next one. Last time you had the coffee run. So last time you shit yourself from coffee. Really <laughs> oh, great. I, it's, you know, it really gets the system going. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just, I, you almost feel like you just had a colonic or something. Please. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. It is the best. Yeah. Except working from home when your manager randomly calls you and you're like, mm, give me a minute, maybe five. <laughs> um, Philly influencer who inspires you. So not Danny and not anyone we mentioned. Who would you say inspires you? Is it okay to say Alex and Mike, just because I feel like all of their content is super relatable. Everything that they do, I'm literally dying laughing at. And also two people that work so hard, work regular full-time jobs, but is still able to produce amazing content and just, they're so personable. I love them. I, I can definitely agree with that. I want to date Mike. Um, I don't know if I openly told him that or not, but I know he is gay and obviously with Alex, <laughs> but I'm like, I want to date you. Like, you're so cute. You've such a cute little personality. Like, I just like love him. I'm obsessed with them because it's like, you meet them, you see them on social and, and then they like do this whole thing where they do their own home improvement projects. And you're like, holy shit. Not only can you dress well, cook bomb ass meals, but you can like remove a cabinet and put in like new, uh, make a new kitchen. Like what? Yeah. It's so crazy. And they act the exact same as they do on social. When we had them on the podcast, the most genuine that was people. the craziest thing to yeah. me. I'm like, you are the same person as I see in your stories. Like yeah. your inflections is same. The way you talk, the tone is the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. They're a good pick. They're, They're a good pick. Good friends. They are the best. Okay. Well, that is our truth or drink. Thankfully, you only drank once. Um, Your matcha, (laughs) how did it taste? So good. I love a good matcha latte. So before we wrap up the episode, we always end on the power move. So the power move is how you got to where you are. Like what's your life motto you live by? So what is the Jasmine Wynn power move? So I would say the motto that I live by is that you live and you learn. I wouldn't be where I am today without the mistakes that I made. For example, like thinking I wanted to be a physician assistant and having to redirect my life and go into the nursing route. Um, you truly, you live and you learn and what's meant to be will be, and you know, you'll eventually get to where you're supposed to be. So I think truly, I didn't know that I was going to be where I am today, but I'm so proud of that. I mean, it's hard because, you know, Vic, what you were saying earlier is you can be your hardest critic. And sometimes I forget to just sit down and tell myself like, damn, you are a badass B. Like you made it. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit and just to take a moment and be like, Hey, listen, like I'm proud of you. Like I'm proud of the person that you're becoming. Um, and that all comes from living and learning, you know? 
Yeah, that's my new your my new favorite power move that you said. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah, you love and you learn. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on. We absolutely loved having you. Where can everyone follow you on social? Keep <laughs> Thanks up with you. for having me. You have the blog as well. Okay, wait. So this was my first podcast I've ever done. I was like so nervous. Why? Oh my God. You're I don't know. I've never done this before, but it was so much fun. I really appreciate you guys having me on. You both are so sweet. But yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jasmine Wynn. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone go follow her at Jasmine Wynn. And if you aren't able to find her, we will link her on our Instagram at the Moral Hangover Podcast. So give her a follow from there. All right. See you, everyone. We will see you next Monday when we have a new episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks.